It's the Kim Monson Show, analyzing the most important stories. I find that it takes work to get your brain around these ideas, and it takes work to engage in these conversations. The latest in politics and world affairs. With what is happening down at the State House, I used to think that it was above my pay grade to read the legislation, and it's not. Today's current opinions and ideas. I see big danger in as much as we will be giving an unelected bureaucrat the power to make rules about what we inject into our body. Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation. Indeed, let's have a conversation and welcome to the Kim Munson Show. Thank you so much for joining us. You're each treasured, valued, you have purpose. Today, strive for excellence. Take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. My friends, we were made for this moment. And thank you to the team I work with. That's producer Steve, Zach, Patty, Keith, Charlie, Jen, Echo, all the people here at Crawford Broadcasting. Happy Thursday to you, producer Steve. Two weeks away from Turkey Day. Oh, my gosh. I hadn't even thought about that. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. How, how can that be? Oh, man. So, hey, we're back in the saddle. Yesterday, I must have, you and I must have both sounded a little down regarding the election, although there were successes as well. But I heard from so many of you of words of encouragement. And I want to say thank you. And so many of you reminded me that uh, God is in charge on this. We are supposed to do what we can do our very best each and every day and uh, work hard and leave the rest up to God. And so I appreciate all of you. In fact, as I was walking in between, we've been doing so much work, Steve, on preparing for uh, Thanksgiving week where we're pre-recording these shows. And there's some real gold in these shows, Steve. Oh, there is. Uh, you know, not to give anything away, but, uh, well, I mean, you, the, the things you've been doing with uh, Dr. Jill Vecchio on the Great Reset and the World Economic Forum, uh, well, yesterday in the regular show, um, Dr. Weiler uh, unearthed un- uh, some gold in terms of his assessment of what the potential or not potential, it's already here, it's already passed, uh, the outcome of the election might uh, contributing factor, let's call it that, in terms of a, a rather large, uh, what the intellectual curiosity uh, famine, I guess, let's call it that. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. And and that's uh, we've got to get back to our intellectual curiosity here in America. And that's why we do this show and these uh, these things. But but anyway, I was walking from one studio to the other and Marianne from Wyoming was on the line and she was just encouraging us to be of good cheer. I walked through and you were just you were just smiling. She was a hoot. I mean, you know, I, I it was after eight o'clock. We had just gone off the air and the phone rang and I'm busy on the console and I look over at the phone and I don't know if they, it didn't have any caller ID. It just had a number. And I could have just chose to ignore it, but something told me to pick it up. And it was Marianne in Wyoming who was born and raised in Denver. But her counsel was, uh, what did she say? When I just said KLZ, and she says, don't give up, Colorado. Uh, <laughs> it'll get better. And, and, and oh, the other thing she said, and the Dems didn't even show up in Wyoming. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. You had a smile. And then I thought I saw you walking past and said, well, you got to hear this. <laughs> yeah. So thank you to all of you. I, I so appreciate it, all of you. And in fact, um, uh, one of our listeners down in Pueblo sent me something that Dr. Alan Gelzo just had published in the Wall Street Journal. And I'm like, oh, we just interviewed him yesterday uh, for our Thanksgiving week. So it's going to be a week of great gold. But uh, And Steve, you're working so hard. 
And I thank you. This team is amazing. Steve, Zach, Patty, Keith, Charlie, Jen, Echo, all the people here at Crawford Broadcasting. Uh, this group does an amazing amount of work. And uh, check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. And you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. And thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. Something's a good idea. You shouldn't have to force people to do it. And... <clears throat> Our America's Veteran Stories this Sunday is with World War II veteran, uh, 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 Marine veteran of uh, the Battle of Iwo Jima, Al Jennings. And you will not want to miss that. He had two brothers that uh, ran into each other at the Battle of Guadalcanal. And then he ran into one of his brothers at the Battle of Iwo Jima. You just can't even get your brain around what was going on at that time, Steve. So it is pure gold. I remember him in the interview being... Uh, at Iwo Jima was, you know, just in not in conflict was enough of a challenge. And now having this con- head-to-head conflict with the Japanese and routine things that they thought were routine, like digging a foxhole, were incredibly difficult because of the sand. Yeah, because <laughs> of the volcanic sand. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we talk about history and intellectual curiosity. And, and that's one of the things that I think with all of this media that we have, is there's so many different things coming at people. It's hard to discern, um, you know, information. And so have have good trusted sources and continue to support them and go to them and, and be curious. Now, Jill, I think she mentioned that she'll go to sources that... Um, may be opposite of what she's she's thinking, but she learns so much. She clicks on the links. And uh, so we need to become uh, less lazy about our intellectual journeys. And uh, so anyway, a lot of gold in all the things that we're, we're doing there. Uh, let's go to our quote for today. And I went to Thomas Paine because back in... Back in 1775, things were tough, and they're tough here as well. Uh, Thomas Paine was born in 1737. He died in 1809. Uh, He was an English-American writer and political pamphleteer whose common-sense pamphlet and crisis papers were important influences on the American Revolution. He was a founding father, and he said this. He said, the harder the conflict, the more glorious the triumph. And uh, we are in it right now. Uh, Steve, in the pre-call, you said, and I just, I'm kind of not yet paying attention. I mean, I'm paying attention, but, uh, you know, some of these races that have not been called yet, I find rather remarkable. Of course, these are some key states, Arizona and Nevada. And uh, it's rather remarkable that those races, uh, what what happened on Maricopa County, the the girls were over last night and they said that some of the the machines had run out of ink. Now, just bear in mind that the Democrat candidate for uh, governor in Arizona is the secretary of state. Uh, her group is supposed to be in charge of making sure that everything goes well. So just on that alone, the fact that uh, that happened, I would say that uh, you certainly would not want to have her as your governor, Steve. Well, as new numbers come in, or the last time that numbers were, uh, I guess, posted, let's say, the margin is uh, between the two of them is shrinking, which, okay, that's great. But now the debate is, I guess, in trying to understand and come up with a methodology to get Maricopa County numbers back in to the counts. You know, the entire county, if I remember right, took itself offline. 
and their initial you know, foray into what possibly could go wrong here or is going wrong is that there was some goofball setting regarding printers. And, you know, so they one by one, these machines just basically took themselves out of out of operation. But it was a very curious thing. You've had how many months to prepare for this day? Right. And right. this is the day that your machines take themselves offline. Yes. And maybe that's not the right way to say it because we we don't want to think of them as being online where they can be reached by other Devices. Right, because we've been assured that they cannot be connected oh, to yes, the internet. Oh, yes, right, right. right. But uh, uh-huh. one by one, they all took themselves out of operation, and the whole county is sitting there going, huh? Yes. Very curious with a capital C. Oh, not Let's to get- forget that the Maricopa County is the most populous county in Arizona. Oh, isn't that curious as well? Very curious. So, uh, yes, we are in, uh, as Thomas Paine said, the harder the conflict, the more glorious uh, the triumph. So a couple of things here. Uh, This is from the Colorado Sun on headlines. It says Democrats will keep their majority in the Colorado State Senate, blocking a GOP foothold at the Capitol. And uh, one has remember back in the primaries when the um, Republican establishment had said that uh, they were that uh, we had primary candidates that were not electable. <laughs> well, um, I, I would say that that um, we didn't have a whole lot of success here in Colorado, and so we'll just run through this. And uh, I think that we maybe need to do some soul searching, some cleaning house. I talked to a number of grassroots leaders yesterday, and we must come up with a strategy and continue to battle here in Colorado. We cannot give up on Colorado. We must continue on, but we've got to take a look at what's happened. And a couple of things here. And the big surpriser, surpriser is not a real word, is it? Or did I just make that up? The the big surprise. I'll take it. (laughs) You'll take it? Okay. I don't speak Kansian, but I'll take it. (laughs) Um just uh, let's see how we're on time. In Senate District uh, 27, Democrat State Representative Tom Sullivan of Aurora was leading Republican Tom Kim, a businessman and former lawyer, uh, supported by gun rights groups, and Sullivan had 56% to Kim's 44. Kyle Mullica and his wife, uh, and Kyle Mullica is the big vaccine pusher guy, and of Thornton, he was beating Adams 12 school board members, uh, Courtney Potter. Malika, 55% to Potter's 43. Democrat State uh, Representative Dylan Roberts Roberts was beating former Eagle Town Councilman Matt Solomon in Senate District 8, uh, about 56 to 44. And uh, the continuing on, Representative Lisa Cutter was uh, leading Republican Tim Walsh. And a lot of money went into that particular contest. And um, that was, again... uh, See, I don't think, yeah, they had uh, 55 to 43. We really see a trend here. How can that be? As I'm looking at this, how can that trend be the same in each of those districts? That's kind of curious. Anyway, uh, let's go down to Democrat Senator Tony Exum was leading Republican State Senator Dennis uh, Heisey, or Hissey, and uh, 51 to 44. Again, you're kind of seeing this trend here. And then Democrat Senator Nick Hendrickson led Republican Steve Varela, 53 to 47. But this is the big surpriser. I'll use that word. And that is Senator Rob Woodward uh, was trailing Democrat Janice Marcham. Uh, and uh, that is up in Larimer County, or up in, 
uh, let's see, the Senate District 15, Larimer County, and Western Boulder County. That's a, that's a huge loss because before re- redistricting, I think that that was um, Senator Kevin Lundberg's uh, seat. And we're going to be talking with uh, Senator Lundberg in the second hour and get his take on what happened during the elections. Uh, featured guest during this hour is Bob Boswell. You know him. He is with Laramie Energy. And we talk all the time about health and, and hydrocarbons, how uh, hydrocarbons make our lives better. Reliable, efficient, affordable, and abundant energy is what has really fueled our prosperity. And it is under attack by these Democrats that have gotten elected in, in here in Colorado. It's, it's absolutely, it's absolutely kind of remarkable. So we'll talk with him. And then out in Phillips County, uh, they're having an election integrity uh, symposium this Sunday afternoon. And so we'll talk with Steve Brown, one of the uh, organizers on that here in the second segment. So we've got a big, big show planned. Uh, but I did want to also mention the Denver Gazette said Douglas County residents turned down the school bonds. And it says Littleton approves an arts and tourism tax. And uh, we worked really hard to shed light on things that people would be concerned about uh, increasing their property taxes here in Douglas County. And so it looks like both of those particular issues were defeated. I had talked to the county clerk yesterday uh, because on the mill levy override, it was a very thin margin. <clears throat> and I, I asked, you know, is you know where are we at on that? There were still some votes in Douglas County, Steve, that needed to be counted as well. But it looks like it's being called now that that was defeated. And uh, as many of you know, we were contrarians on that. And big reasons why is, first of all, I think everyday people are really being hurt with this high inflation and higher and higher property taxes. When the World Economic Forum says that by 2030, we'll own nothing and be happy about it. I'm like, how could they do that? Well, it's through high taxation and inflation. So we really need to assess excuse me, these new taxes before we approve those. And uh, the voters of Douglas County did that. And uh, apparently the school district is going to go back to the drawing board and they will ask for a tax increase next year. And so we'll have to take a look at that at that time. So um, that's, um, I think that's where we are on all that. Uh, did want to mention uh, sponsors of the show. I recommend all of them. Uh, and uh, if you um, would be interested in talking with me about being a sponsor. I, I would love to do that. Uh, make sure that we're aligned as far as um, I, I want. I have a relationship between you, the listener, and me, but uh, I'd like to have a relationship with each of my partners and then also the partner sponsors with the listeners. And so if you're serious about those kinds of relationships, I would love to talk with you about that. And I highly recommend all of my sponsors. I know each and every one of them personally. Um, and one of them is Hooters Restaurants. It's a super interesting story how we became partners, uh, but it's a story about freedom and free markets and capitalism. And they do have their $11 burger specials Monday through Friday, and they have all these specialty burgers. So a great place to get together with friends and family. Uh, we're going to go to break. When we come back, we'll be talking with Steve Brown and about the election integrity symposium that they're having out in Holyoke uh, this Sunday. You won't want to miss that. We'll be right back. Inflation is rocking our boats, especially for individuals on fixed incomes. If you are 62 years or older, mortgage specialist with Polygon Financial Group, Lauren Levy, can help you navigate this inflation squeeze with a reverse mortgage. Additionally, if you are considering buying a new home, refinancing your existing home, or consolidating high interest debt, it's not too late to lock in an interest rate before interest rates increase again. 
Don't wait. Kim Munson recommends you call Lauren Levy today at 303-880-8881 for a no-cost consultation. That's Lauren Levy at 303-880-8881. You'd like to get in touch with one of the sponsors of The Kim Munson Show, but you can't remember their phone contact or website information. Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. And you can email me at Kim at Kim Munson dot com as well. And thank you to all of you who support us. We are an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. And it's never compassionate to take other people's rights, property, freedom, livelihood, opportunity, or lives via force. It could be with a weapon, policy, unpredictable and excessive taxation, fear, coercion, government-induced inflation, the World Economic Forum, Davos Globalist Elise Agenda, the new 87,000 IRS agents authorized in the Democrats' uh, Economy Reduction Act. However, it looks like with us taking the House of Representatives on the national level that we will be able to thwart that. And I I think I'm going to add another one in, and that is election manipulation. Uh, The girls were over last night, and we had this big conversation about election fraud uh, and we hear from many people that the fraud has not been proven in a court of law and so that's that's a sticky wicket and so I've really moved to election manipulation because it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out here in Colorado that there is tremendous opportunity for election manipulation just through all these mail-in ballots that are flying all over the state uh, and then not cleaning up the voters' rolls, and not having the opportunity to be able to do an audit to compare the the results of the tabulation machines to actual ballots. And so we have opportunity, significant opportunity for manipulation here. But Steve Brown's on the line with me. He is one of the um, uh, organizers of an event this Sunday out in Holyoke regarding the Phillips County Election Integrity Project. Steve Brown, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Kim. Glad to be here. Uh, it's great to have you. So what's going to happen on Sunday out in Holyoke? Well, we're excited. Uh, we'll, we'll have, uh, we're going to have a great group of national speakers. We've got a nice venue and an auditorium. seats over 500 people. And we think it's a great time to have this symposium since it's after the election. And uh, our group is nonpartisan. We have all types of people, but they have a common goal. Uh, they want fair and transparent elections. And so it's going to be educational, and uh, we've got a great group of volunteers out here working to put it on. And it's going to create a lot of awareness. Well, that is awesome. So who's some of the speakers that you'll have out there in Holyoke this Sunday? Uh, we'll have uh, County Clerk Tina Peters from Mesa County, and we'll have uh, Dr. Douglas G. Frank from Ohio. We'll be flying in. Uh, we have State Representative Ron Hanks from District 50. We have Jeff and Nancy O'Donnell from Florida, and Jeff did the Mesa Report number 3. And we have Data Jeff Young from Cause of America. And we have Senator Kevin Lundberg from uh Colorado, and he'll kind of give a wrap-up. And we also have special guest uh, Neil Schurer from Colorado Springs and Tim Kirkwood 
and they're going to give an update. Tim is the plaintiff in the lawsuit against El Paso <clears throat> County Clerk and Commissioners and Secretary of State Griswold. Boy, that is uh, that's that's quite an afternoon. So it's a one to six. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay. And uh, how can people, do you want people to sign up? Can they show up? Or what does that look like, Steve Brown? Uh, you know, they can they can find us on Facebook, uh, PCEIP. And from there, you can uh, use a credit card to buy your tickets. And we have wheel call. Uh, we'll have tickets at the door. If you have any problems, you can just call me, 720-635-8839. Uh, but we've got a great group of volunteers, and we'll get them in and see that it's quickly going to go fast. Okay, and again, that number seven two zero six three five eight eight three nine. Yes. Okay, um, Steve Brown. With the elections, we're through the elections now. Of course, there's still um, <clears throat> Nevada and Arizona that we're waiting on. But what do you think is, <clears throat> you know, maybe the the two real pressure points on these elections. And, and I love the fact that you said that this is nonpartisan because uh, I really feel that centrist, moderate Democrats and um, unaffiliated um, Republicans, conservatives, libertarians, this is an issue that should bring us all together, that we have free, fair, honest, and transparent elections. What do you feel are maybe uh, two of the top pressure points on your concerns about our elections? Well, we would, you know, we have three general goals. <clears throat> We'd like to see the voter rolls cleaned up. We have excessive number of people on the voter rolls that have moved, have died, don't live here. Uh, that's one thing we'd like to. We'd rather we'd like to see the machines gone. We'd like to go back to counterfeit proof paper ballots and voter ID, and we'd like to see hand counts in small precincts. Those are our our top things that we'd like to see. Steve, how would you address this? Because people in many people in Colorado l- really like the fact of getting their ballot and being able to to think about it, look at it, sit down at the the kitchen table, uh, and and fill it out that way. And so I think that's going to be difficult to to walk that back. But yet, if if, in fact, uh, people had to request a mail-in ballot instead of just being automatically enrolled in one, I mean, that would be a great start. How how would you address that with people? Because I, I think that's going to be difficult here in Colorado because a lot of people like the convenience. Of course, I know Rosemary up in Wellington is going to say, and she's right, that our convenience is one of the things that is um, we're losing our freedoms because of it. But how would you address that, Steve? I would agree with her completely. And I, I tell everybody that our vote in America is much more important than convenience. It, I think that in the long run, we should, we should see a national holiday where it's easy for everyone to vote on one day and only have mail, have absentee ballots as, as necessary, but limited. I, I think it's a, a small sacrifice to give up a little bit of convenience to have the integrity of something as important as our vote in America. But the other thing, even if we voted in person, we've got this question regarding the tabulating machines. So how how do you think those should be addressed, Steve? Well, you know, we, we for years, uh, went in to vote, and uh, we verified our address. They verified that we were in the 
in the voter roll. We showed our voter ID, and they recorded the ballot that we went into a cubicle to vote. And, uh, you know, it worked. And we had all the counting done at, in our county, we had eight precincts. And we had all of our county done by volunteers, Democrat and Republican, and overseeing everything. And we were generally done every election by 1030. And we had all our results posted on the courthouse doors by 1130. So I think that in our area, uh, we've already done it, and, and it hasn't. It, we don't need to see. We can go back to what we used to do in the cities. I think they would re- be required to have more precincts to be able to uh, do the counting at the precinct level. Okay, um, and I'm just thinking when those details would be uploaded, because at some point in time we're going to be doing something with computers. And I have to tell you, I'm super bummed. Um, one of your other organizers had reached out uh, regarding this, and I already committed, um, and I'll be talking about that in a little bit, to something else. But I would love to be out there. I mean, this is a star-studded uh, group that you've got here to to really have a important conversation about, about this. Um, but at some point in time, the computers are going to, they'll be involved. So I guess I'm, I'm, I would think that at that particular point in time, you need to make sure that you could do this manual audit to the computers, correct? Uh, you know, I think, I think it's uh, this whole project has, this whole election process has evolved over the last 20 years. And so I think we have to take one step at a time. And I think uh, getting back to some of the basics and fixing voter rolls is one of the huge problems we have. Yeah. And so I think we have to do one at a time. I, I don't know that we can have a blueprint and try to implement it today. I think we have to start solving problems because we have many problems, many places that are concerns. I agree with you. And I think the voters rolls is, is I agree with you. That's the place to start um, because uh, I mean, I know by personal experience that, uh, that um, that that um, ballots are going out to people that haven't voted in quite some time, and we've been assured that that's not the case. But I know that it is actually happening, and uh, so that I think that I agree with you. I think that's the first place to start. So first of all, thank you, Steve Brown, for organizing this. Holyoke, what? It's a couple of hours from Metro Denver on the Eastern Probably Plains. Two and would and you say? Hours. Yep. Two and a half and we hours. Have, uh, we have uh, the. Future business leaders, FBLA, is selling food, and uh, the doors open at 11 a.m. for the wheel call. And so we hope to see everyone. Uh, we are going to have a follow-up meeting. Dr. Frank is meeting with county commissioners, clerks, and sheriffs Monday through Wednesday. We're arranging in Phillips County, Washington, Kit Carson, and Cheyenne have already confirmed their meeting times. And then we have invited Yuma Logan, Morgan, and Sedgwick. They've not confirmed yet. Boy, Steve Brown, this is just great work that you guys are doing. And uh, so thank you. And again, uh, uh, where can people get information about this to buy their tickets? Uh, They can call me at 720-635-8839. We do credit cards, cash, or check. And look at Facebook under PCEIP. And they have a link for our square to buy tickets and pick up a wheel call. Okay. Fantastic. Steve Brown, thank you so much for joining us and uh, best of luck on the event. 
Thank you so much, Kim. Okay. And uh, the reason that I cannot attend is, uh, that particular event is because uh, the Colorado Parent Advocacy Network is having an event this Sunday, and that will be from 2.30 to 4.30 at St. Thomas More Catholic Church in Inglewood. And it's their launch event, and they are going to have um, uh, some great speakers there. But uh, Dr. Alveda King will be there, as well as Kane, who calls in pretty regularly, and he is the founder of Task Force Freedom. And I'm going to be honored to receive one of their champion award um, awards, and I'm excited about that as well. So I wish I could be in two places at, uh, at, at one time because I'd be out in Holyoke as well. But, again, if you want more information regarding the um, – this particular event, you can go to coloradoparents.org. That's coloradoparents.org uh, to get your tickets for that as well. And then one other thing, next Tuesday night, the Colorado Women's Alliance is having their Wine and Wind Down event at the Independence Institute, and I will be one of the panelists. Uh, with It's the Women of the Airwaves, so it'll be myself and Mandy Connell, Deb Flora, and Sean Boyd. And so you can get your tickets at coloradowomensalliance.org um, for that. So let's go to break. Uh, the show comes to you because I have great sponsors, and another great sponsor and, and of this show, the Health and Hydrocarbon Show, is Laramie Energy and Keras Oil and Gas. And we have had these conversations uh, before the Biden administration about how important, reliable, efficient, uh, affordable, and abundant energy is to power our lives. And uh, certainly... We appreciate all energy sources, but this assault on hydrocarbons, on our oil and gas industry by the Biden administration, he's doubling down. Even while we see headlines of um, of uh, heating oil shortages up in northeastern uh, United States, I mean, it's, it's pretty unbelievable. And uh, so we're going to talk with Bob Boswell about what's happening in that arena, what he thinks about the election. He is the CEO of uh, uh, Laramie Energy. So we're going to go to break. We'll be right back. The Metro home ownership real estate market is very tight right now. That's why Kim Munson recommends you have seasoned Remax realtor Karen Levine on your side of the table. Karen Levine will help you navigate through the many details of your home buying experience so that you can successfully pursue your American dream. Because Karen Levine cares about property rights for each individual, she volunteers hundreds of hours to represent home ownership opportunities at the local, county, state, and national levels. If you are considering buying or selling your home, call Karen Levine today at 303-877-7516. Again, that's 303-877-7516. Every family needs a healthcare team that has your child's best interest as the priority and Roots Medical is proud to offer exactly that. At Roots Medical, we strive to empower and educate both parent and child about the importance of gut health, how to implement healthy changes in the home, and of course, all of the benefits that come with a fully optimized immune system. Same day and sickness appointments are available and easy to schedule. For more information, visit rootsmedical.net. That's R-O-O-T-S medical.net. Roots Medical, getting to the root of your healthcare concerns. The ability to protect and defend yourself is your right. Having the knowledge and skills to protect yourself the correct and safe way is essential. At Franktown Firearms, they will equip you with both the tools and the skills. The team at Franktown wants you to learn how to build your confidence and improve your skills with the help of their trained experts. They will take the time to make sure you choose the right gun for you and teach you the necessary skills to carry it safely and securely. 
This holiday season, consider giving your loved one a firearm training course at Franktown Firearms. They offer one-on-one training or group classes, depending on your comfort level and skill. You will find they are fully stocked with guns and ammunition at or below MSRP. You can be assured that you are providing a gift that will truly keep on giving and let your loved ones exercise their freedoms and rights safely and confidently. Visit klzradio.com slash franktown today to give the gift of freedom. That's klzradio.com slash franktown. Franktown Firearms, where friends are made. Americans Veteran Stories with Kim Munson, Sunday afternoons at 3, here on KLZ 560 AM and KLZ 100.7. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You can email me at Kim at Kim com as well. And thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. And uh, thrilled to have on the line with me, Bob Boswell. He is the CEO of Laramie Energy. Show comes to you because of the sponsorship of Laramie Energy and Karis Oil and Gas. And I greatly appreciate that. Uh, Bob Boswell, welcome to the show. Good morning, Kim. Uh, it's great to have you. And Bob, we've been talking about it for several years, how abundant, affordable, reliable, and affordable energy, it really powers our lives. And before this election, just a few days before the election, Joe Biden continued his assault on our oil and gas industry. So what's your thoughts about that, Bob? Well, I I think it's political rhetoric. It's unfortunate that we have a president that has um, issues, at least from my vantage point. Um, And I think they're trying to play off the uh, threat of climate change, which climate is uh, maybe a longer-term challenge. Um, Our goal shouldn't be zero carbon by 2050. It should be zero poverty. And unfortunately, this political rhetoric uh, and trying to put fear and crisis in people's mind weighs on them, particularly for uh, in front of a, an election. Uh, you know, you look at what Biden's done since he's been in office, and I don't know what the most current number is, but some 133,000 acres of federal leases compared to 4 million under Obama and 4 million under Trump. Uh, clearly an effort to stop leasing of federal lands, which is a source of Revenue not only for <clears throat> the federal government, but the states where, where development is undertaken. So it's, uh, it's wrong policy. It's the wrong uh, politics. Uh, and uh, it's, uh, it's starting to manifest itself in much higher energy prices, which uh, affects the quality of life, particularly for those that uh, are uh, in the lower levels of income. <clears throat> Well, and Bob, this assault on, well, this goal of uh, of reducing carbon, and uh, I sent you information over Walt Johnson, a friend of mine. It's been on his heart to, to do a documentary regarding, um, it's, I think it's going to be called Candid Climate Conversations, but CO2 is actually plant food. And if we try to totally get rid of CO2, 
then we start to affect food production. And so we need to have these honest conversations about this. And, um, and I love what you just said. We, our goal should be zero poverty, zero hunger. And that used to be our goals. I don't know how that changed. I, I mean, I remember as a kid, that was our goal was to, to try to eradicate world hunger. And we've done a, a pr- we've done, we've made great strides on that, I would say, in third world countries, Bob. Well, we're having a setback now on the limitations on the development of natural gas. I don't think most people realize, but most fertilizer, 70% of the fertilizer is made from methane or natural gas. And if we limit that production of natural gas, uh, there'll be starvation, uh, frankly. And there's some 3 billion people on the earth and perhaps more that are uh, vulnerable simply because of uh, the breadbasket countries are uh, uh, being attacked for methane production. Ukraine's one of the largest in terms of farming, and we're seeing what's happened to them right now with Russia. So it's it's a, it's an issue, and it's going to start to sow itself much more. You know, the thing that amazes me, Kim, is that in this last election, 75% of the people polled said they felt that we were going in the right direction. <clears throat> or wrong last direction. Two years, the wrong, the wrong direction. Yeah, right, yeah, right, right. wrong direction. Excuse me, um, and that, and with that, you know, we've seen in two years a rapid increase in crime, rapid increase in immigration, illegal immigration, a rapid increase in drug abuse, uh, and an, and a a inflated economy, you know, economy that's dealing with uh, rampant inflation, all because of poor poor policies. Yet to see what's happened in this last election um, amazes me. I'm not certain. Um, you know, why uh, the election turned out like it did. It looks as though the Republicans will have the House, which will keep more of a balance in the Senate's up. But um, uh, it, with these types of performances in this country to maintain and support a administration, uh, particularly at the federal level, uh, is, uh, is nonsense. Well, um, I have a number of different gr- uh, women's groups uh, throughout the state, and the one, the girls that meet at my house, we met last night. And that's one of the things that they said. They said that, that what you mentioned, 70% of the exit polls said that the people were unhappy with the direction of the country, but yet the um, results did not reflect that across the board. Uh, so it is curious. I, I'll just leave it out there that there's some intellectual curiosity that, that I think that we need to, to have regarding that. But, Bob, crime is – for people to be able to go after their hopes and dreams, they need to be able to have safe communities. And I live in the South Metro area. And I've had three businesses that I frequent on a regular basis. And I, I, I drove up to one a few weeks ago, and there was the wooden door uh, instead of the glass door, which means that typically they've been, you know, broken into. And so I said, we're, you know, what happened? They said, oh, yeah. Uh, they, they said the thieves came in. They were, they were looking for money, and uh, apparently they didn't find any, and they didn't tear anything up, which is remarkable. But, I mean, crime is here. And instead of of exporting crime from the inner city, we should be trying to import safety to the inner city. But uh, this is incompetent to let this be happening here in our our communities, in our state, in our country uh, on that, uh, Bob. Well, yeah, and you look at the movement to defund the police and how poorly our, you know, the larger cities have been run. And 
and generally these are run by Democratic mayors, and they've got a political bias and seen from the same handbook, and that's defund the defund the police. And when you defund the police, or you don't enforce the laws, uh, or you don't penalize those that create uh, create, <clears throat> create uh, violate the laws, then you know you you've got a, a more or less a lawless environment. You're seeing that. Uh, in terms of the number of drug deaths we're seeing, uh, I know of at least two families professed, whose uh, parents are professionals and they've lost um, uh, high school age uh, children uh, to overdoses of fentanyl. Uh, what is happening is wrong. Uh, we need strong leadership and uh, we need to uh, support our, our men in blue, our law enforcement, and our military because they, they are the keeper of civility. Well, um, most definitely, and it, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that if you start to become soft on crime, that you're going to get more crime. And um, so are you, are you encouraged? I mean, it's pretty brutal what happened here in Colorado. I, I'm super surprised that Rob Woodward, it looks like that he's going to be uh, defeated up in uh, in his Senate district. Um so I, I'm, I'm very concerned about Colorado. We can't give up. We have to continue to um, have great candidates. We had some really great candidates. But on the national level, there is some encouragement. Yes, Bob? Well, I think on the national level, uh, Colorado is a bit of a puzzle. I think we've had a, you know, a lot of people come in from California. That's been a factor. I think, uh, uh, you know, the POTUS has done a... Uh, reasonable job um, on managing the state. Uh, the thing that really puzzled me is Michael Bennett when he's, uh, you know, most of our problems have been created at the federal level and how we could send him back a professional politician when we have people who come from the workforce and are running and, and are defeated by a, a professional politician. I suppose it's money talks, and uh, that's what we've seen here in Colorado. But we can't give up, right, Bob? No, we don't give up. I mean, you know, freedom is uh, is at the heart of this country. We've got to fight for that. I thought it was unethical for the Democrats to come out and say democracy's at stake when they're the ones that have been uh, manipulating information, putting out disinformation. Um, it's it, to me, it's hard to understand. I'm concerned that we've got through this World Economic Forum and it's filtered, you know, it's filtrated in the U.S the elitist opinion and they're trying to more or less have a world governance with uh, uh, with more of a socialistic uh, approach and I think that's that's going to hurt uh, the United States uh, going forward if we continue that down that path so no we've got to fight we always have and we'll continue to do what's right to support the Constitution to support the laws of the country and the states uh, but we need strong leaders to do that and we've got some that are go along to get along or there's a certain element of corruption you see with Hunter Biden and what's happened with the FBI some of those things are just they're difficult to understand well they are I think the, the positive thing is that uh, the the veil or the mask has come off on all that uh, so let's go to break I'm talking with Bob Boswell he's the CEO of Laramie Energy uh, thank you to Laramie Energy and Karis Oil and Gas for their sponsorship of the show and my friends, we are realizing that abundant, affordable, reliable, and efficient energy has been, we've taken it for granted that it's powered our lives, but bad public policy is <clears throat> making it less affordable right now. And they're also trying to 
um, to affect the supply of that. And and uh, we have got to, to have honest conversations about that. That's what we're doing. We're going to go to break. When we come back, we'll continue the conversation with Bob Boswell. Three Points Financial is a fiduciary financial planning company focused on helping individuals and families. Mary Alpers and Steve Cruz at Three Points Financial specialize in investment strategies, tax planning and preparation, and retirement planning with no product sales or commissions. Tax laws have changed and will continue to change. Inflation is real. Three Points Financial helps you maneuver through these changes to achieve your financial success. For clarity and a solid, relevant financial and investment plan while working with a company that puts your interests at the forefront, schedule a no-obligation initial consultation at threepointsfinancial.com. That's threepointsfinancial.com. Myra Mesco doesn't believe in fairy dusting formulas. That's why her skincare company, Botanical Rush, only formulates with powerful potencies for visible results guaranteed. Your skin is like a sponge, and it easily absorbs nutrients as well as chemical toxins. So picking the right product for everyday use is crucial to your skin's health. The all-natural, professional skincare products at Botanical Rush are free from synthetic dyes, estrogen mimickers, petrochemicals, manufactured fragrances, and parabens. Your skin care sets the tone of the day. So begin with clean formulas that are kind to your body. Myra and her team believe in using empowering nutrients at professional strength to support the skin's radiance at fair, affordable prices. Start your day with a fresh face and honest formulas from Botanical Rush. Set up a consultation with Myra Mesco to discuss your skincare needs. Email her at info at botanicalrush.com to schedule an appointment today and use the exclusive Kim Monson discount at botanicalrush.com, code KIM15 for a 15% discount on first-time orders. No matter how you define it, inflation is out of control. Increasing prices at the gas pump and grocery stores are hurting everyday people. All these challenges we face are preventable. Individuals must understand what is going on and who is responsible. That is why Kim Munson is bringing truth and clarity to the issues facing our families, our communities, our state, and our country. Now more than ever, it's important to support Kim's independent voice. She has the courage to research and inform you about the real issues. It's not easy, and Kim could use your help. Go to KimMunson.com to contribute. Again, help Kim by contributing at KimMunson.com. That's M-O-N-S-O-N.com. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. And thank you to all of you who support us. And I uh, did want to mention the USMC Memorial Foundation. They are raising money for the new or to the, for the remodel of the Marine Memorial out at 6th and Colfax. I was out there for their uh, Veterans Day event last Saturday and uh, tomorrow's Veterans Day. So it's a, a great, a great organization there. It's so important to remember our stories and to honor those that have been given their life or been willing to give their lives for our country. And uh, so tomorrow's Veterans Day, I think a nice thing to do would be to send a contribution over to the USMC Memorial Foundation as they're working on that remodel. On the line with me is Bob Boswell. He is the CEO of Laramie Energy. And again, the show comes to you today because of Laramie Energy and Carousel Oil and Gas. 
Bob Boswell, when I look at these headlines uh, that uh, heating oil shortages in the Northeast, that we have 27 or 25 days uh, supply of diesel fuel, uh, selling our uh, selling off our strategic oil reserves to China. Uh, this isn't incompetence. This is it's it's that it's causing this. I mean, it, it's public policy that's causing this. But what do you say to the people in the Northeast that uh, are facing these potential shortages, um, Bob Boswell? As you sow, so shall you reap. Uh, you know, there look you look at the Northeast, uh, and you look at the uh, you know the election, and you look at the. Where a, a, you know the more strongholds of uh, the Democrats are in these big cities, and and these policies are going to be affecting these cities more and more, and it's uh, it's a shame, uh, but these things uh, build upon themselves, and the, the current policies and the directions and the, the remarks of the president most recently, no more drilling, um, you know, the end of fossil fuels. Uh, you know, portends bad for the not only the Northeast but the country. Bob, what I find rather remarkable, we've seen these rather many corporate boards now have moved to the left. Although we're starting to see pushback as the results of their their ESG movements, and people are aren't so happy with them, many of these boards. But I remember. I think it was VF Corp. Uh, the the CEO came out against fossil fuels, but yet they're in the apparel business and textiles have um, te- and textile technology. I I I'd been in the cl- women's clothing industry for many years, and I was always just so intrigued by the amazing things that they were doing with textiles, but. And within that, there was a lot of fossil fuels. So here you have this guy that comes out that has textiles that uh, work great for people, but there's there's petroleum-based products in that. But yet he's coming out against the oil and gas industry. I'm I, I that was a head scratcher for me, uh, Bob Boswell. Well, I think it's uh, virtue signaling, uh, and I'm certain that he knows that the the fabrics that he's using. Particularly in the winter, products are 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 made from uh, fossil fuels. In fact, uh, you know a significant portion of the of the products made in the country have content of fossil fuels in it. So, to um, to come out against fossil fuels when you're selling a product that has a large substance of uh, of uh, of fabric made from fossil fuels is just hypocrisy. <clears throat> well, it is. Um, let's talk about the diesel fuel narrative out there. I had Trent Luce on with, and he's an expert in rural Colorado or rural America, really. Uh, and he, he explained it to me that, that if you're going to have a 27 day supply of diesel, and he says it's kind of a rolling average, but he said that that also means we have a 27 day supply of gasoline as well. And he said, you need to be at the 40, 42, uh, day supply that's more of a healthy range and so we're, we're we're down significantly what's your what's your comments on that bob well i think propane's even a bigger issue uh, you know a lot of the home heating particularly in the west and the mid-continent uh, comes from uh, propane particularly in the more remote areas so i think we're in a a, a range of risk that shouldn't be tolerated uh, again, it's a function of poor policies. Uh, you know, the 
licensing of petrochemical plants and and refineries in particular have been at standstill uh, for many years. I don't know when the last new refinery was built in the uh, in the U.S., but I think it was in either the late 70s or early 80s. So uh, we've got uh, you know some uh, refining uh, constraints, uh, processing constraint constraints again because policies that are trying to limit the production of fossil fuels. So, Washington, we we have the president that says that he's going to stop drilling, but uh, we have Republicans that have taken the House now, and with any luck, also the Senate. So this is encouraging. Uh, What do you see moving forward here, Bob Boswell? Well, I think we're going to have a... um, uh, a least a repression of some of these liberal types of policies going forward without control of both the Senate and the House with uh, uh, more significant majorities. It'll be hard to reduce the harm of this um, inflate, uh, def- uh, Deflation Act uh, or in- Inflation Reduction <laughs> Act, which is another wasteless spending of government. Um, and uh, it's part, it's contributing to inflation. So, uh, I you know I think uh, we're probably going to have to go through another election. I think we're going to have to suffer through some uh, challenging issues going forward. Um, things should start to improve, but uh, but these misguided policies are wrong for the country, and hopefully more and more people will recognize that. We you know we've seen uh, certain areas where that. Where there's been strong leadership and the, and uh, the challenges that these states have faced, uh, Florida in particular, are, you know, have shown that this strong leadership makes a difference, and hopefully that will begin to show itself more and more throughout the country. Well, I hope so as well. Uh, DeSantis has been really a breath of fresh air when with this whole and you just. Uh, kind of hit on it and that was this this invasion that we've had down at the southern border uh estimates are anywhere from four and a half to five million people have come across the border since biden uh took office and that is clearly an an inflation or an invasion i mean that's over one percent of our population and uh, so desantis has been quite creative and um it's been quite refreshing to see that bob boswell well, it has, and so is Governor Abbott in, in Texas. The, the thing that baffles me is Arizona, which has uh, a big problem on immigration. They have a big problem on crime they have in the larger cities and, and on drugs. Uh, yet you saw how that state kind of swung their votes. And so I, I'm not sure. I don't fully comprehend or understand. I don't know if you saw the latest uh, lawsuit against Google. Uh, where researchers have put together uh, data and information that indicates that they've sent out several million ephemeral uh, messages intended to sway uh, uh, um, votes, national votes. And they think it could have contributed as much as six million votes being switched uh, just because of this ephemeral messaging. I don't know what's fact or fiction. I do know that this this research has been presented and and there's... uh, I think some consideration that it's real and and needs to be evaluated. 
Uh, I think it, I, I'm not sure. I'm puzzled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a, a, puzzled is a good word. And to that, we talked about intellectual curiosity yesterday. So, Bob Boswell, though, uh, we've got about 30 seconds left. Final thought for our listeners. Well, I think, you know, stay the course. We've, uh, we've got some momentum uh, coming out of this election. I think uh, we'll start to see uh, some improvement, uh, but we need to get this balance changed even more so we can get, get good, strong leadership that stops this uh, wave of, of uh, poor public policy. Well, totally agree. And Bob Boswell, I so appreciate you. I appreciate uh, the sponsorship by um, uh, Laramie Energy as well as Carousel and Gas. And we will talk to you again next month. Thank you so much. Thank you, Kim. And uh, our quote for the end of the show is from Thomas Paine. He said, moderation in temper is always a virtue, but moderation in principle is always a vice. So my friends today, be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals, and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you, and God bless America. It's the Kim Monson Show, analyzing the most important stories. I find that it takes work to get your brain around these ideas, and it takes work to engage in these conversations. The latest in politics and world affairs. With what is happening down at the State House, I used to think that it was above my pay grade to read the legislation, and it's not. Today's current opinions and ideas. I see big danger in as much as we will be giving an unelected bureaucrat the power to make rules about what we inject into our body. Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation. Indeed, let's have a conversation and welcome to the Kim Munson Show. Thank you so much for joining us. You're each treasured, valued, you have purpose. Today, strive for excellence, take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. My friends, you were made for this moment. Thank you to the team I work with. That's producer Steve, Zach, Patty, Keith, Charlie, Jen, Echo, and all the people here at Crawford Broadcasting. Happy Thursday to you, producer Steve. And you know what happens in two weeks. I can't believe it. (laughs) When you said that in the first hour, oh my gosh. That's hard to believe. Yeah. Feels still would, to me like about midway through July, but it's uh, midway, coming up on midway through uh, November. November, for sure. I just realized, and my friend Yvonne had said, Kim, at the end of the first hour, sometimes it sounds like the show is over, and I need to remember to say to people, be sure to stay tuned for the second hour. So that is my goal to try to, maybe I need to add that to the outline so I don't forget, out of sight, out of mind. Well, the second you say goodbye, the very next thing is uh, Mr. Presnell saying, stay tuned for another hour of the Kim Hilton show. So it's there. Okay. It's there. Okay. You're not saying it, but it's there. It's there. Okay. Check out the website, KimMunson.com. We're going to have uh, two essays this weekend. One will be Rick Turnquist's new essay, as well as Pam Long. They're both going to be on the show tomorrow. And uh, so be sure and and, uh, get get on our weekly email uh, newsletter because you'll get first look at the upcoming guests as well as these new essays. And uh, we only send out one uh, email a week on Sunday afternoons, maybe maybe once in a 
blue moon. We might send out two, but we promise to honor your email inbox. And you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com. And thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. Something's a good idea. You shouldn't. Uh, have to uh, convince people to do it. it should be able to stand on its own merit and it's never compassionate to take other people's stuff their rights property freedom livelihood opportunity or their lives via force and force could be a weapon policy unpredictable and excessive taxation fear coercion Government-induced inflation, World Economic Forum, Davos Globalist Elite's agenda, 87,000 excuse me, IRS agents, or you know, one of the other ways that we're taking people's rights is not making sure that we have like our voter rolls cleaned up. And that's why the symposium this weekend out in Holyoke is so important. We had Steve Brown on in the first hour, and uh, he actually gave his phone number. If you're interested in going to the symposium, it's 1 to 6 out in Holyoke. You can give him a call at 720-635-8839 or you can go to their Facebook page which is PCEIP that stands for Phillips County Election Integrity Project and there's information there but we we're seeing that you can have all this bad policy if uh, if we're not assured that we have free fair honest and transparent elections that is one of the bedrocks of of our democracy as they call it we're a constitutional democratic republic is what we really are steve you know what what's that uh, the real bad me- uh, speech i guess if you will that uh, biden gave about well a week or so ago he must have said the word democracy 50 times in oh, inside it. of 5 minutes i know it and yeah, and I've heard Hillary doing it. I've heard Obama doing it. And it it just, after a while, it, it gets on your nerves as saying, like, do people really understand the, the distinction between the two? Well, the... <laughs> No, they don't. And this has been going on for quite some time. But I'm I'm wondering who is in the room who decides that, okay, today the word that we're going to use all day long is democracy. I mean, I wonder who those decision makers are. But uh, we are a democratic constitutional republic. And that, I have to say, yes, that is under assault (laughs) if we take a a good, strong look at that. Um, Patty had this on the outline, and I should have asked Bob Boswell about this, Uh, but this is in complete Colorado. Jake Fogelman said, here, right here in Louisville, uh, their government officials, if it says, if government officials can't force you to purchase an electric car, it appears they'll simply ban your ability to fuel your internal combustion engine car. At least that seems to be the tactic taken by the town of Louisville. Last Tuesday, with little fanfare, the town council voted 5-2 on an emergency ordinance to institute a temporary moratorium on accepting or approving new applications to build a gas station anywhere within the town. The effect took uh, uh, it took effect immediately, and will function as a prohibition on new gas stations until September 30 of 2023. In the meantime, a petition for an initiative ordinance is circulating to gather gather signatures to make the ban permanent. Can you believe that, Steve? Once again, a government imposed uh, limitation instead of letting the free market. I mean, what if you were a company? Uh, well, not so much a private in- individual, but a company that that was your thing. Uh, I can't think of come and go and some of the other, mm-hmm. uh, you know, convenience store things. 
let the free market decide. If you were one of those companies and they would say, look at it, oh my gosh, the number of EVs is exploding and it's just not really feasible or, or smart to build another gas station. Let them decide. Good point. Now, what entrepreneurs will do is they'll probably build a gas station right across the border in one of the other towns. That's <laughs> what we'll, we'll probably the, the city limits. Yes, just right outside the city limits. Entrepreneurs will always come up with. Uh, they always can stay ahead of government. But man, some of these get Louisville. Uh, it's uh, it's unbelievable. That's why these local elections are so important. We haven't paid attention to that. The the state GOP has not supported um, uh, everyday you know people, principled people that believe you know in in the principles of the American idea. They haven't even paid attention to uh, many of these local races, and uh, we see the World Economic Forum's agenda playing out up and down the front range here. Again, on on the city council level, and there's people that have R's behind their names, and they're carrying the water for the World Economic Forum's uh, vision that by 2030 you will um, own nothing and you'll be happy about it. And one of the things is that was passed was this affordable care, um, affordable, and I'll say it once, but it's subsidized housing, government housing. That was Prop 123. And I talked to Natalie Minton on it yesterday, and it was so close. And, and she and I both had come out against it. Uh, I probably should have been even more forceful on it because we might have defeated it. But the Gary Investment Group uh, put a whole bunch of money into that. And I started yesterday on my um, my mission to follow the money. That's going to be real key in taking a look at these race, races on following the money. And um, uh, they, they and I, I only got through a few of their, their tracer reports, but they put in several million dollars by the time I got to the end of just the first uh, component of that. And ultimately what that, that says is these municipalities that take these grants for affordable housing, so subsidized housing, that first of all, it says in the, the measure that those projects have to be fast-tracked in front of all of your other, your private entity projects. Uh, and, and that's a way you can slow down um, building is through the permitting process. So this this uh, Prop 123 says, that, oh, no, 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 those have to be fast-tracked. And then any of the municipalities that take these grants uh, for subsidized housing agree that they will increase subsidized housing 3% every year. Ultimately, this is going to it's going to make it difficult for realtors because there's not going to be a product they're going to be able to sell. I wish people would look at the consequences down downwind from this. And Karen Levine and I have had conversations about that and she's working hard. She's you know, she's a great sponsor of the show. Yeah, but she works hard on the local and the county and the state and the national level, and she's trying to shed light on this stuff. So she's doing a good job on that, Steve. I'm sorry. I'm on the phone with Kevin. Oh, are you on the phone? Okay. I tossed it over. Oh, well, let's let's um, let's see. Let me get to the quote of the day, and then let's get right to Kevin Lundberg, because we always learn so much from him. And uh, last segment of the show, 303-477-5600, we want to hear from you. But Thomas Paine said this. He was born in 1737, died in 1809. He was an English-American writer and political 
pamphleteer whose common sense pamphlet and crisis papers were important influences on the American Revolution. He was our, one of our founding fathers, and he said this. He said, the harder the conflict, the more glorious the triumph. And so with that, we take great heart. We're going to go to break. We'll be right back with uh, uh, Senator Karen, um, Kevin Lundberg, former state Senator Kevin Lundberg. He is the author of the, uh, the Lundberg Report. So stay tuned. The Metro home ownership real estate market is very tight right now. That's why Kim Munson recommends you have seasoned Remax realtor Karen Levine on your side of the table. Karen Levine will help you navigate through the many details of your home buying experience so that you can successfully pursue your American dream. Because Karen Levine cares about property rights for each individual, she volunteers hundreds of hours to represent home ownership opportunities at the local, county, state, and national levels. If you are considering buying or selling your home, call Karen Levine today at 303-877-7516. Again, that's 303-877-7516. You'd like to get in touch with one of the sponsors of the Kim Munson Show, but you can't remember their phone contact or website information. Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, kimmunson.com. That's Kim, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out my website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You can email me at Kim at Kim Munson dot com as well. And thank you. To all of you who support us, we're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. And also, I have so many great partners and uh, sponsor partners. You can find those at my website as well. And if uh, you're interested in working to grow your business and would like to work with me, I'd, I'd like to talk to you about that. So that would be just great. On the line with me is uh, former state senator Kevin Lundberg. He is the author of the uh, Lumberg Report and just so knowledgeable, uh, very knowledgeable about um, things happening here in Colorado. So, uh, Senator Lumberg, welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me on. It's always a privilege and a pleasure to talk to you, even if the subject isn't uh, nearly as fun. <laughs> Important, but uh, but not fun. And you're going to be out in Holyoke this Sunday for this uh, symposium that they're putting together for the Phillips County Election Integrity Project. That looks like that's going to be a great event, Kevin. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm uh, going to be there along with a lot of other people who really know an awful lot about the election process, not just here in Colorado, but across the country. And Actually, I, I think I'm the uh, the Colorado legislative uh, expert on this, so I'm going to review all of the laws that have been put in place here in Colorado that have really set us up for um, the problems that we saw on Tuesday. And, you know, if you, if you compare Colorado to the rest of the nation, it, there's just a dramatic difference. Uh, everybody was expecting a huge, huge red wave, and I believe those expectations were a bit aggressive. But um, here in Colorado is the exact opposite, and mm-hmm. I guess we'll dig into that in a few minutes here. Yeah, let's let's do that. And one of those races that was surprising is I think it's your old your old Senate seat, or it's probably been redistricted a little bit. But uh, Rob Woodward, well, yes, it, yeah, yeah it sort of, kind of. Uh, it's been redistricted a great deal because it used to be uh, wholly contained within Larimer County. 
And it was everything except Fort Collins and really Larimer County as a whole is a very conservative area. And uh, so guys like me and Rob could get elected uh, fairly. Uh, um, and now, in the past, we had a Democrat who was in that seat at one point, but that was a bit of an aberration for a whole lot of reasons. But but it was a good district. So what they did is they they um, they made it. Uh, uh, they pulled out parts of Larimer County and put in Boulder County in its place. So it's kind of the rural parts of rural uh, of uh, Larimer and Boulder plus the city of Loveland, and and that made it a very different uh, mix. Okay, so question on this redistricting. Uh, When those redistricting amendments were presented several years ago, uh, this was when I was first starting to do my voter's guide, I looked at it and I thought, that there was danger in it because it took everything out. There was no elected representative at all. No, no way there was a connection to our elected representatives and put it over here in this commission. And there were very influential Republicans that were out on the stump supporting it, saying, oh, this is going to be good. It's going to make our elections more fair. It'll it'll give us uh, Republicans a a shot at, at uh, success in, in elections. And, that's not what happened, at least from what I can tell. What's your thoughts on that, Kevin? Well, okay, you've got to do a little history because the previous two redistricting situations, the Democrats completely ruled because they threw it into the courts and the Colorado Supreme Court ended up uh, drawing the lines. Um, that Now, that's for, it was a little complicated, that was for the congressional districts, for the um uh, for, for the uh, uh, the state legislative districts, uh, that was drawn by a commission that was composed of uh, appointees from from the legislature uh, and the governor's office and the Colorado Supreme Court. But the court get, got the biggest number, and so they again ruled the roost, and it wasn't a very good setup. Uh, so we were operating from some really lousy situations that had and it uh, stuck us with bad maps for two uh, cycles. And so for this cycle, they said, well, let's, let's, let's just cut out all the political class. And it was almost the equivalent of opening up a phone book. Re- remember a phone book that mm-hmm. used to exist. Anyway, <laughs> and just selecting randomly some uh, citizens because uh, the commission was uh, composed of people who would volunteer to be a part of this, uh, but they couldn't if they had served in the legislature or if they were active members of uh, uh, of the administration of either the ruling uh, of either major party. So it was everybody except those who had had experience within the political environment, and they thought, well, maybe this will work. Well, uh, I, I actually think they came up with a little bit better map in some ways, and it certainly wasn't any worse than what the courts came up with. But it didn't do us any favors in some areas. And the districts that I was in for both the House and the Senate got drawn. They, they got to Boulder County. And then for the House district I used to serve in, it was not only rural parts of Boulder, but it was all of Clear Creek and all of uh, Gilpin County. So it became a heavy, heavy Democrat uh, district. So some of us got stuck royally. And then in other areas, uh, I think the districts were better. Uh, I think the new congressional district, uh, District 8, was 
actually a, a pretty competitive one. But then there are a whole lot of other factors that we have here in Colorado. So that um, uh, we, well, I think those factors have to do with how the elections are conducted. And it's not just one thing. It's not just, you know, the machines are not doing a good job or, or the registrations are dirty or uh, ballot harvesting is allowed. But it's a combination of all those things allows the, the uh, people who want to game the system to come in and, and uh, do it freely. Whereas you look at other states and those rules are, uh, you know, there are limitations on those things. Like there's no ballot harvesting or um, and actually I think the voter registration lists are pretty dirty everywhere. But some are starting to look at that and, and realize they need to clean it up. And here in Colorado, we've got the worst of all election policies in place uh if if you want to guard against somebody who wants to come in and game the system or to put it more bluntly to defraud the electors by putting in false votes well but we've been assured that we have the gold standard but i guess if you're <laughs> what you're saying is is if that you want to to game the the system then colorado might be the gold standard in that arena <laughs> would you say that oh, yeah <laughs> Yeah, well, and for anybody who wants to uh, uh, take the day off on Sunday and go to Holyoke and uh, be a part of that symposium, that's what I'm going to be talking about is is how have the laws in Colorado changed concerning elections to set all of this up? Now, understand, if, if, if you look at what happened uh, this, this go-around, um, we really got our lunch handed to us. Uh, the Republican House and Senate caucuses are at the lowest ebb that I can remember. Uh, I mean, we we have the last thing I saw, and, and a, a few races were still, you know, a little bit of fuzziness on. They were counting a few extra ballots that, that they had. But it looked like that we'd gone from 24 House members who were Republicans down to 19 in the House. And that's less than a third. There's 65 total. So, you know, that, that means we've got 46 Democrats and 19 Republicans. Um, and then in the Senate, it's uh, um, uh, almost as bad. It's uh, I think it's down to 13 Republicans, and then everybody else of the 35 are uh, Democrats. Um, they rule the roost. You know, it's it's just dramatic what, uh, what changes have been made. And and you've got to look at everything. I mean, we weren't too thrilled with uh, some of the Republican candidates who were chosen through an open primary. That's another dilemma that we have. You know, the guy running for the U.S. Senate um, was uh, anything but a Republican. And everybody knew it, but that's the way the system worked with the open primary, that, that he was able to go out and uh, become the uh, candidate for the Republican Party. And, you know, a lot of those things have to change. And, and that's one I'm setting my sights on is the open primary system, because uh, not only does it not serve us well, it's not legal. The U.S. Supreme Court came down with a decision in 2000 relative to a very similar system in California and said a p political party cannot be forced into uh, an open primary system. They have to agree to it. And the way it was structured here in Colorado is is we really didn't agree to it. We just didn't have any choice. 
Well, and it's been on multiple fronts. So last night, uh, Kevin, um, and one of my um, Topics and Topics groups got together and a very thoughtful woman, because uh, we, we were talking about fraud, manipulation, and she and she said what we hear out there is that you say the word fraud, but there's been no proof. And I said I, I'm using <laughs> really more the, the term manipulation, but there's a lot of people out there that have said, I haven't seen the proof. How do you respond to them? Well, my first word after two years of uh, hammering away at this is they're not paying attention because there's fraud everywhere. And yeah, sometimes I'll use the word manipulation as well as kind of a softer and gentler way to say the same thing, which is somebody is, is, uh, uh, is, is working the system so that we're not getting a true and accurate um, uh, reflection of what the voters intended. Um, you know, I, I mentioned ballot harvesting. We saw an example, and, and not all of the examples that we can cite are here in Colorado because it's a task to, to dig this up. But but down in Florida, there was a, a person in the Orlando area that just recently admitted that that in uh, certain communities there in Orlando, um, that there's been rampant ballot harvesting for many, many years, where they pay people, and in this case they pay them $10 a ballot to go get a ballot from somebody in the, in the community, and then uh, once they have that, you see, this is, this is how this, this works. Why are they paying $10 uh, per ballot? Because they want to have control over that ballot before it's entered into the system. And that means you figure out, well, this, was this person voting for us or against us? And if they are voting against us, then, well, we just won't put that ballot in the system and it somehow gets lost. That's fraud. That's fraud. And this, this person was openly admitting that that occurred. It was actually an example, however, in the Rocky Mountain News of that very same process happening for a very small election years ago in the Castle Rock area for a water district. And... Millions of dollars were at stake as to whether the voters were going to approve or not approve of this project. And the number of voters was just a few hundred. And and this reporter went out and found specific examples of where uh, there were people who were collecting the ballots from in individuals and then um, not collecting or not. You know, the, it was obvious that, that they were working very hard to get certain people to give them their ballot. And then in Colorado, it's legal. You, you can carry 10 ballots and put them in, into a ballot box or deliver them to a voting center. And that's perfectly proper and legal. And the problem is you can do it again and again and again. So, so well, you're not supposed to. You're not supposed to, right? Oh, yeah, you're not supposed to. But there is no uh, means to control it. Or um, I remember talking to a person who was a, a, a judge in the Denver area, uh, in, in the city of Denver, uh, years ago. And he said they showed up one morning to open up the, uh, the, the polling center and discovered that somebody had stuffed a whole handful of ballots under the door. And they're looking at it and they're saying, what do we do here? Well... You don't know where they came from, and and yet they realized that by Colorado law, um, that's kind of the equivalent of somebody 
just delivering ballots for somebody else. So they accepted them. But, you know, in, in some states, that's illegal. The voter has to show up at, with with their ballot. And, and in some, they'll allow a family member's ballot to be there as well. But, but uh, stuff like this goes on. And that's fraud. That's fraud. Um, and why? Because it, it's a manipulation of who's voting. And uh, and then there are many other areas that I can discuss as far as, you know, registrations that that are not valid. Maybe uh, students who registered in their uh, in their dorm and then they're not there two years, four years later and ballots are still being mailed out to them. You know, when we went to the all mail ballot system, uh, we, we poured hundreds of thousands of of um, probable non-voters into the system and just started mailing ballots out to them right and uh, that is uh, that's and that is a problem uh, ballots being yeah. all over the state yeah, that's now, for sure now let yeah. me explain that a little in a little more detail because it was house bill 1303 in 2013 and at that point in time there were about 300,000 people who were listed as inactive voters that means they hadn't voted in a couple of election cycles. And most probably, they probably weren't there anymore. And there were clear examples, like up in Summit County, where there were 24,000 people on the voter registration list, but the census said there were only 21,000 people living in the county. And that included children. And, wow. and obviously, that was a change. Well, 1303 said we will automatically turn these inactive voters into active voters and that was the bill that initiated the all-mail ballot system. So right there, 300,000 uh, additional ballots sent out to people who probably were never there. What's happening to those ballots? And why did somebody want to do that? Why would a valid system for considering someone inactive? And that was the process for slowly weaning people off of the registration list without just cutting them off really fast. Um there are so many examples of this. Anybody who says there, I don't see any evidence of fraud, just isn't looking. Oh, and I'm going to put one, one footnote. Go re, uh, watch three documentaries that have been produced this year. 2,000 Mules. Um, uh, a, 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 let's see, a documentary called Rigged, and I forget the subtitle, but it's all about the Zuckerberg money and CTCL, you know, the company mm-hmm. that... Uh, that distributed this three hundred plus million dollar uh, package that Zuckerberg poured out, and then Selection Code, and Selection Code is about what happens with uh, happened with Tina Peters, and then they expanded out and kind of give you a wider picture of the of the whole nationwide uh, view of things. Uh, but that one, is most specifically, clearly clearly shows evidence of fraud that has occurred here in Colorado. Okay, Kevin Lundberg, let's go to break and we'll continue the conversation uh, regarding um, the elections here in Colorado. So stay tuned. We'll be right back with former state Senator Kevin Lundberg. Inflation is rocking our boats, especially for individuals on fixed incomes. If you are 62 years or older, mortgage specialist with Polygon Financial Group, Lauren Levy, can help you navigate this inflation squeeze with a reverse mortgage. 
Additionally, if you are considering buying a new home, refinancing your existing home, or consolidating high interest debt, it's not too late to lock in an interest rate before interest rates increase again. Don't wait. Kim Munson recommends you call Lauren Levy today at 303-880-8881 for a no-cost consultation. That's Lauren Levy at 303-880-8881. No matter how you define it, inflation is out of control. Increasing prices at the gas pump and grocery stores are hurting everyday people. All these challenges we face are preventable. Individuals must understand what is going on and who is responsible. That is why Kim Munson is bringing truth and clarity to the issues facing our families, our communities, our state, and our country. Now more than ever, it's important to support Kim's independent voice. She has the courage to research and inform you about the real issues. It's not easy, and Kim could use your help. Go to KimMunson.com to contribute. Again, help Kim by contributing at KimMunson.com. That's M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. The ability to protect and defend yourself is your right. Having the knowledge and skills to protect yourself the correct and safe way is essential. At Franktown Firearms, they will equip you with both the tools and the skills. The team at Franktown wants you to learn how to build your confidence and improve your skills with the help of their trained experts. They will take the time to make sure you choose the right gun for you and teach you the necessary skills to carry it safely and securely. This holiday season, consider giving your loved one a firearm training course at Franktown Firearms. They offer one-on-one training or group classes, depending on your comfort level and skill. You will find they are fully stocked with guns and ammunition at or below MSRP. You can be assured that you are providing a gift that will truly keep on giving and let your loved ones exercise their freedoms and rights safely and confidently. Visit klzradio.com slash franktown today to give the gift of freedom. That's klzradio.com slash franktown. Franktown Firearms, where friends are made. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. And thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. Uh, pleased to have on the line with me former state senator Kevin Lundberg. He is the author of the uh, Lundberg Report. And we're talking about Colorado elections. Senator Lundberg, uh, there's a lot of bad news that happened in Colorado. Is there any good news? Well, I think there are a couple of rays of hope um, in, in a couple of ways. One is I believe that people can look more clearly at the consequences of what I discussed before, the open primary, uh, which, which I believe needs to be challenged in federal court. And a whole lot of stories, maybe we can do a show on that sometime. But, but I'm just, just saying that, that I think more people... Uh, can see that what we've got here in Colorado isn't working too well. And, and uh, you know, I'm hearing more and more people understand that we do have some issues that need to be dealt with. But mm-hmm. over on the western slope, where it looked like uh, on Tuesday night that uh, big surprise, frankly, a national surprise, which was Lauren Boebert, was losing. And, um, and I'm not trying to tell you that she has won, 
But I did uh, get several reports yesterday that, you know, there are a lot of extra ballots that e- either were rejected because of signature problems or or they're still counting, you know, and there's they're, they're, they're still things out there. Um, anyway, they've been working on that. And uh, the last word I got was that the difference between the two uh, candidates over on the, you know, it's the third CD, Lauren Boebert and whoever the Democrat is, um, is under 100 votes difference at this point. And Lauren is still behind, but but that puts it definitely within the automatic recount uh, category. So really that that race is not going to be determined for sure for some time, but it's very, very close. And I'm rather intrigued by another angle on this, which is um, if you look at the Colorado recount law, the law that dictates what a, what constitutes a recount, the Secretary of State has not been following the law. And I'm hoping that, uh, that the Boebert campaign will look at that carefully and demand that the first thing that is supposed to happen for a recount occurs, which is you compare um, what the law says, a manual count, to what the machinery is saying. And you, if there are any discrepancies, the, uh, the manual count is supposed to uh, prevail. And that means that they may end up uh, doing a hand recount. Now, I'm not saying they are because the Secretary of State's rules prohibit that step to be followed. But um, maybe uh, in, in this case, it can uh, be pushed hard enough so that they'll actually look at the law and follow the law. But in any event, a recount will occur. And the jury is still out on, on that big surprise that we had Tuesday night there. Now, that's one thing. The other is look across the nation. And um, it would appear that, that the U.S. House has... Uh, will be in the hands of the Republicans, which I believe is very good news, especially with the president that we have right now. Uh, You know, somebody needs to stop him. And it looks very possible that the U.S. Senate will flip as well. And that's fantastic news. So, you know, all is not lost. But here in Colorado, we're kind of the the dim bulb on the on the, uh, uh, you know, on the tree. (laughs) So, Kevin, what I have decided to do is follow the money. I started working on that yesterday, and it takes a lot of time. But I I will tell you, um, I have had frustration with the Republican establishment operatives. And as I looked at the Boebert race, first of all, um, the, the um, she had a primary with Don Corum, who was a state what? senator. There's no reason that she should have had a primary. And then um, what I saw in mid-October is her Republican primary opponent came out and endorsed her uh, Democrat challenger. And then I saw Cynthia Kaufman, who was former Secretary of State, was a a gubernatorial um, candidate on the Republican side a few years ago, former wife of Mike Kaufman, mayor of Aurora and, and former congressman that she came out, endorsed the Democrat candidate uh, and incumbent, Phil Weiser. And my gosh, we we were lectured from the grassroots standpoint about how we all needed to come together and vote Republican, which I ultimately did. I struggled with some of these candidates. But yet I see the Republican establishment operative 
um, side of the aisle has, has come out and undercut uh, some of our candidates. What's your thoughts on that? Well, there are some bad apples in the lot, and and uh, that's about as far as I'll take it as far, you know, uh, the two individuals you mentioned there um, had shown their colors long before that they really weren't committed to the principles and values of the party. And, and I can personally attest to that for the for Don Corum, because I served with him for many years. And uh, he was um, um, he was not not a good Republican, regardless, you know, and, and I define that by look at the party platform, the national party platform and, and the resolutions that we pass here in state assemblies. And that's what the the Republicans stand for. And they, they weren't. So I'm not I'm not going to, you know, say that that that's uh, uh, rampant in that um, among the established Republicans. But but yeah, yeah, you need to point it out. You need to say, you know, look, if you're not going to act like a Republican, stop calling yourself one because you aren't. Um, and those two made it pretty clear, didn't they? Well, they did. And that makes it very difficult for Republican um, grassroots candidates. So, yeah, this is super interesting. I hadn't thought it, I was looking at the, the uh, margin last night with the girls, and it was about 64 votes last night between Boebert and the challenger. But, uh, yeah, this is going to get real intriguing then uh, regarding yeah. um, the, the recount. That's going to be super interesting. Now, uh, Kevin, you've agreed to stay on during Collins, which I love. Uh, and so people uh, or listeners can give us a call at 303-477-5600. But I love the fact that you, you've you give us some hope here. What's your final thought before we go to Collins, um, Kevin Lundberg? Well, you can't give up. You cannot give up. And when I look around the country and I see uh, leaders like DeSantis and, and uh, somebody I trust will be governor of Arizona, Kerry Lake, uh, and I could cite many others, People like those are showing the way to do it right, and we're seeing real progress. Uh, we need those types of leaders to step up here in Colorado and lead and stop playing around with the moderate, moderate uh, uh, milk toasts that, uh, you know, somehow will people will convince us, oh, no, this is the way you get the unaffiliates. No, you get unaffiliates to vote for Republicans when you get good, solid Republicans to stand up and and be uh, the um, leaders in the uh, elections. So I'm, and be able to to um, articulate what what these Republican principles are. And and I mean, the bottom line is is I see that uh, that principle is that that we we want you to be in control of your life instead of government in control of your life. I mean, I think that's a absolutely. place to start. Absolutely. Yep, yep, absolutely. Those who are just trying to argue on which program is better than another program have missed the point. Go back to, you know, on Election Day, I sent out an email to uh, folks on my list uh, that simply quoted from the Declaration of Independence. And it was a full sentence, which looks like a paragraph, where they stated very clearly what good government's all about and what we the citizens need to do to preserve it. Go back and we follow have a, that. And if you want to know what it says, go to kevinlundberg.com and 
click on Lundberg Report. <laughs> I, I, I love that. So we're going to go to break, uh, and Kevin's going to stay on the line. Uh, so you can give us a call. Let us know what's on your radar. Before we do that, though, tomorrow is Veterans Day. A great way to honor veterans is to make a contribution to the USMC Memorial Foundation. They're raising money to remodel the Marine Memorial out at Six and Colfax. I was out there last Saturday for their event in honor of Veterans Day, and Paula Sarles and her team, they're just doing amazing work. So you can go to USMC Memorial Foundation.org for more information. That's USMC Memorial Foundation. For more information, you can contribute there. You can also buy a brick for one of the walkways that they will have uh, in the in the remodel honoring your military service. It's a great uh, gift here at Christmas time for your loved one to honor their military service. That is USMC Memorial Foundation.org. We'll be right back. I want to hear from you. 303-477-5600. Every family needs a healthcare team that has your child's best interest as the priority, and Roots Medical is proud to offer exactly that. At Roots Medical, we strive to empower and educate both parent and child about the importance of gut health, how to implement healthy changes in the home, and of course, all of the benefits that come with a fully optimized immune system. Same day and sickness appointments are available and easy to schedule. For more information, visit rootsmedical.net. That's R-O-O-T-S medical.net. Roots Medical, getting to the root of your healthcare concerns. Three Points Financial is a fiduciary financial planning company focused on helping individuals and families. Mary Alpers and Steve Cruz at Three Points Financial specialize in investment strategies, tax planning and preparation, and retirement planning with no product sales or commissions. Tax laws have changed and will continue to change. Inflation is real. Three Points Financial helps you maneuver through these changes to achieve your financial success. For clarity and a solid, relevant financial and investment plan while working with a company that puts your interests at the forefront, schedule a no-obligation initial consultation at threepointsfinancial.com. That's threepointsfinancial.com. Gonna take a Welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. Kevin Lundberg is on the line. He is the author at the Lundberg Report, uh, former state senator. And uh, first caller on the line is Yvonne in Fort Collins. Yvonne, what's on your radar? Oh, I think the... I would like to add a couple things to what um, Senator Lumberg mentioned um, in the different pieces where um, our elections are not secure. And because I happen to have firsthand knowledge on these, I'd like to inform the listeners that I have heard from employers sometimes that employees will um, bring a ballot to them. Oh, I wanted to mention that I work very closely with Spanish-speaking communities. And... Uh, Due to that association, I sometimes have spoken to employers who say that some of their employees bring them a ballot saying, what do I do with this? Because that person, for whatever reason, does not have proper documentation to possess one of those or to fill out one of those. And also, more recently, I have also heard directly from the people who are here and um, may not possess the, um, or not may, do not possess the proper documentation to be here, that they get jury duty summonses and they then have to make a phone call to explain that they um, do, that 
they don't believe they can serve as a jury member because they don't have the appropriate immigration status for that. So it is important that people know that that's happening. And I have first-hand information on that. So, um, and then the, I just also wanted to um, comment that one of your other um, speakers mentioned that evidently somewhat of why things went the way they did in Colorado is because evidently we haven't suffered enough. So um, I totally second that. (laughs) And um, not to take up any any more of your time, but I do want to mention that tonight because of um, the veterans thing. Today is the Marine Corps birthday, and uh, Perspectives 101 will be celebrating um, by honoring veterans and by having guest speaker Pam Long, who is a USMA West Point graduate and um, medical service officer. So I just wanted to remind that that's tonight at Message of Life Ministries in Loveland, Colorado at 6 p.m. Thank you. Okay. Well, Yvonne, you're doing great work with Perspectives. And, yes, happy birthday, United States Marine Corps. And Pam Long will be uh, uh, at Perspectives tonight, and then she's going to be on the show tomorrow. She's a busy, busy lady, so it'll be great to have her. So, Yvonne in Fort Collins, thank you so much. Stephanie in Denver, what's on your radar? Well, I was just going to let you know that this Saturday at 5 to 6.30 on Daystar, which is just doesn't have to be a cable. I get it non-cable, but it's also a cable station. They'll be showing Dinesh D'Souza's 2,000 Mules. Oh, great. Okay. At 5 to 6.30 this Saturday. On and, I watch it on Daystar. Stephanie, thank you so much. And, Kevin, I'm going to throw this over to you for just a minute. Uh, Catherine Engelbrecht, who was with True the Vo- Vote, uh, and they're the, they actually... True the Vote purchased all this cell phone data where they did all this tracking to see, and they're calling them mules, and this is people that picked up ballots and went to these ballot boxes and uh, submitted these ballots, and so they called them mules. And she did this amazing work in it, and I found it very intriguing that she and Greg Phillips, um, her colleague in this, um, they've been asked to give a source, and they said that they were not going to give that source, and they got thrown in jail right before the election. Any thoughts on that, Kevin Lundberg? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I was aware of what they were doing uh, way back in the summer of 2021 because I know one of the individuals who was doing some of that research for them long before the movie was produced. And uh, kudos for them for standing strong and for the federal judge, or uh, I guess it was an appellate judge, that, that, that said, uh, you can't put them in jail over that. That's their right, uh, and that's the right of, of the media to, you know, to protect their sources. So, yeah, it's a, that's an example of some of the, some of the heavy-handed uh, persecution that's going on against those of us who are standing up and saying, hey, something's broken and it needs to be fixed. It, it is. It's rather remarkable. So, okay, Kevin, we have Doug and Frederick is on the line. Doug and Frederick, what's on your radar? Hi, Kim. Thank you so much, both of you, for everything. Uh, I, I'm, I'm really upset about what's transpired. Uh, I've got my, you know, it looks like we're going to take the House. Uh, I've got my fingers crossed in the Senate, but uh, this is deja vu all over again, to quote Yogi Berra. But 2020, 2022, I'm 61. I have never seen anything like this happen in any election. Of course, we have the 2000, which was different because that was a contest, contest on the uh, hanging, hanging chad, supposedly. But to my point, 2020, 2022, we have lightning strike twice. 
in Pennsylvania, Georgia, Nevada, and Arizona. Lightning strikes twice, two years later to the day, well, to the election day, in the same places with similar problems. What are the statistical uh, chances of that? And you tell me the Democrats would sit back and accept these election results if these were Republicans. I'm livid, and we need to take our country back. Thank you. Doug and Frederick. Uh, so, Kevin, your, your thoughts about Doug and Frederick? We are not finished with this battle, or war, I should say, and it needs to be settled because what we want are fair and accurate and transparent elections. And until we get there, we've got to keep working. Absolutely. And uh, we've got time for Alan in Lakewood. Alan in Lakewood, what's on your radar? Well, I'm pretty mentally and financially exhausted right now, but there's one thing on this energy that I think we need to get organized to do. And that is, uh, I think it's your friend in Laramie that uh, pointed out he's 40 train loads behind on the amount of coal that he needs for reserves. I was here in the middle 1980s in February when we had a full week of a parked Arctic situation with overcast that it never got above zero, daytime or night. The PUC and our government we have got to put pressure on them to get a report from Excel through PUC, I guess, I don't know, that says what will happen with the shutdown of our power plants and the lack of coal reserves for backup if we have another week that never gets above zero. I think we're headed into a Texas disaster. I think that's an excellent point, and I think that would be great to get that report going. Uh, Kevin, your thoughts on that? What comes to my mind is elections have consequences. And, yeah, that's one of the biggest reasons we've got such a, a problem out here is, is we're putting the wrong people in, in office, and, and the, the person that we reelected as governor here in Colorado is, is one of the champions of destroying our our power, uh, you know, our, our energy systems here in this country. And, and I hadn't heard about this uh, shortage of uh, coal delivery before, but, uh, but yeah, you know, I mean, Europe is hunkering down where, you know, it's illegal to raise your thermostat in some of those countries. They can send you to jail if you want to warm your house up because the energy is gone. Why? Well, not because the energy isn't there, but it's because of political decisions that have that are crushing our our um, our culture and you know elections have consequences that's why i'm so intense on this issue well and i thank you so much and alan and lakewood uh kevin we've got just about 30 seconds left your final thought that's and i love the hope so final thought well I, I think that's part of it. I, I've learned you've got to be optimistic if you're in the political arena, because if not, you're probably suicidal. Mm-hmm. And so I'm I'm looking to to you know uh, to find that uh, pony in the pile of manure, as you know, the old <laughs> Reagan the story goes. And 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 so I am encouraged by some things that are happening, and I, I you know I see light at the end of the tunnel, and I don't think it's a train if we will continue <laughs> doing what we're doing. Uh, on and, our side, because we've got and, to, we've got to get past this. We've got to beat it. 
And uh, I talked to a number of grassroots leaders yesterday, and everybody's ready to get back in the saddle and go to work, but we've got to have a strategy. Kevin Lundberg, you are a real leader. Thank you so much. I greatly appreciate it. Well, thank you. It's been great being with you, Kim. And uh, you can um, see Kevin out in uh, Sunday afternoon out at Holyoke for the Phillips County Election Integrity Symposium. So, my friends, today the quote for the end of the show is from Thomas Paine. And he said this. He said, moderation in temper is always a virtue, but moderation in principle is always a vice. So, my friends, today be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals, and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you, and God bless America.